Hello, this is the audio version of the Orality Sounds blog. To read the text version, simply go to oralitysounds.com forward slash blog. There's a link in the episode notes. What I'm listening to, all-time favourites. There are a lot of podcasts out there. While I would never say that there are too many, are there too many books, songs, or films, it can certainly be challenging to find the golden nuggets that are the shows that you will love. So, while I don't expect you to take my opinion seriously, one of the things that I'm excited to do with my new blog and online presence is share the things that I've been listening to. I know that I'm much more likely to listen to a podcast if it has been recommended to me by a friend or colleague. While it's my intention to publish a What I'm Listening To more than once, I thought I'd start with these, my all-time favourites. These are the shows that I'll come back to again and again. When I say that I'm in a listening rut, these are the podcasts that I'm listening to. For the most part, these are the podcasts that got me into podcasts. For each show, I've given a start with episode. In some instances, this needs to be the first ever episode, so you actually understand what's going on. But in other cases, it's a recent standout episode that I think makes a good introduction to that podcast. Here's the disclaimer. As always, none of the podcasts that appear on this list are ones that I've been paid to work on, nor have I been paid to include any of them. Also, in this instance, I've elected to stick to non-fiction podcasts only. Look out for a dedicated list of my favourite fiction podcasts soon. This list is presented in no particular order. The Moth Picture it. You're walking down the street on an uncharacteristically warm day in spring. You're on the way to the supermarket. Walking towards you is a man in his mid-twenties carrying a canvas bag. He stops dead in his tracks and lets out an audible gasp. Or perhaps he keeps walking, but lets out a deep belly laugh. Or maybe as you pass him, you think you notice tears welling up in his eyes. The man is me, and I'm listening to the Moth Radio Hour. On the surface, the premise behind the moth is simple. Quote, true stories told live and without notes, to standing room only crowds worldwide. End quote. There are few podcasts that can invoke an emotional response from me the way that The Moth does, but the reason is simple. There's something deeply intimate and vulnerable about someone standing on stage and telling you, the listener, a story. People have been simply speaking stories to one another without cameras, special effects, or fancy lighting since the dawn of man. I've said it before, and I'll more than likely say it again, this is the way the stories are meant to be told. Start with The Moth Radio Hour, live from Dayton. This American Life Unlike others on this list, I can't claim that This American Life has incited any profound emotional response from me, although I'm sure there are stories and episodes that have that I'm just forgetting about. Perhaps it's because this show is the most journalistic on the list. This American Life is simply exceptional stories told exceptionally well. With hosting and production by the infamous Ira Glass, aspiring podcast producers and multimedia journalists can learn a lot from This American Life. The show was certainly a key influence on me when I was producing my podcast Is Mankind at university. While This American Life features American stories with predominantly American voices, the stories and themes are universal and can certainly resonate with listeners from all over the world. 
if of all the podcasts on this list, I could only continue to listen to one, it would be this one. Start with who you're going to call. Serial Season 1 and S-Town. Okay, Serial and S-Town are both spin-off shows of This American Life, but I couldn't not include them. Serial, in my opinion, is single-handedly responsible for the explosion of true crime we've seen in pop culture in recent years. The way that Sarah Koenig tells the story had me changing my opinion in every episode. Paired with the production value that you'd expect from a This American Life show, it wasn't easy to take the headphones off. It's not surprising that the New York Times were eager to buy. Even today, listening to the opening theme still gives me chills. Serial is, at its heart, a whodunit, or rather a did-he-do-it. One of the many things that make Serial so great are the calls from prison with the innocent man convicted of the crime. I'll come clean and admit that I only listened to the first few episodes of season 2, and none of season 3, proving my theory that things always get worse after the first season. Some exceptions apply. Start with The Alibi. Quote, S-Town is a podcast about a lot of things. A man called John who hates his small town life and decides to do something about it. A death, a nasty feud, a hunt for hidden treasure, and an unearthing of the mysteries of one man's life. Really, what S-Town is about depends on the person who is listening to it. Just like with any piece of art, listeners will project their own experiences onto what they're consuming, and to each of them it will mean something different. It is not for everyone, but for others it really is the dopest shit ever. End quote. These words, written in April 2018, the month before I started orality, form the final paragraph of my undergraduate dissertation, titled An Exploration of Audiences' Experiences with the Podcasting Format, a Case Study of S-Town. Dopest shit ever was a response given when I asked listeners to pick three words that sum up their feelings about S-Town. It's difficult to single out what makes S-Town so dope, but for me, it's the unearthing of the mysteries of one man's life part. Producer Brian Reed tells the story of John B. McLemore so profoundly and transports his listener to small town Alabama so convincingly that I didn't feel like I'd done it justice until I'd written 15,000 words on it. I hope you're moved by it in a similar, but hopefully less mentally taxing way. Start with chapter one. My dad wrote a porno. There was a brief, albeit very enjoyable time, when I worked the night shift at my campus library. My job was simple, take the books that people had returned and put them back on the shelves. Sometimes I'd even put them back in the right place. I'd happily spend hours wheeling around my little trolley, headphones in, listening to my dad write a porno. There was one problem. Occasionally there'd be a student tucked away in a dark and quiet corner, studying for an exam or working on an assignment, who didn't appreciate me guffawing at the podcast as I tended to the books. You truly must have been living under a rock to not have heard of My Dad Wrote a Porno. I'll let the show describe itself. Quote, Imagine if your dad wrote a dirty book. Most people would try to ignore it, but not Jamie Morton. Instead, he decided to read it to the world in this groundbreaking comedy podcast. With the help of his best mates, James Cooper and Alice Levine, Jamie reads a chapter a week and discovers more about his father than he ever bargained for. End quote. While I can guarantee laughs and a good time, don't be fooled. 
Jamie Morton is a TV director, James is the BAFTA-nominated mind behind BBC Three's Eating With Your Ex, and Alice has been presenting and producing TV and radio since 2008. My point is this. Don't be fooled that these three are just three mates who decided to do a podcast because one of their dads did something funny. These three know how to make entertainment, and they do it excellently. Start with Season 1, Episode 1. I'd like to give an honourable mention to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. There are a few reasons that it doesn't make the main list. Firstly, because when I was listening to it, it was hosted by the then editor-in-chief Adam Rappaport, who jumped before he was pushed from the magazine in 2020. Another reason is that the podcast is more of the two guys talking format, which I've tried to stay away from here simply because there are so many of this style of podcast and it's nice to highlight some of the best shows that utilise a different format. Having said all of that, the podcast is simultaneously funny, informative and entertaining. Not only does the podcast provide useful ideas for day-to-day cooking, but it also covers how food can tell a story. Food and cookery is my greatest love second only to podcasts, so it felt right to have a food podcast on the list. Start with episode 259, Going Dutch. Okay, now let's talk about what's wrong with the list. I bet you're thinking it already. Yes, these podcasts are some of the biggest shows out there with big budgets behind them. And you're right to think all of that, but that's what got me into podcasting in the first place. As a young producer, listening to these big budget shows gave me something to aspire to when producing my own shows. Having said that, I completely understand and appreciate the importance of shedding light on independently produced podcasts with little to no budget. There's more of that to come in future what I'm listening to lists. Secondly, this list is dominated by American shows. Yep, it's not my fault that the Americans are making the shows that are dominating the industry. Look for more about the Britpod scene in upcoming posts. Listening to new shows is great, and something the podcast producers and listeners alike should be doing all the time. But, as is the case a lot in life, it's great to have things that we know we can fall back on for a good time. Let me know what you think of the list and what podcasts would make your all-time favourites by connecting with us on social media.